0: Welcome to the LFC Podcast, where our mission is to make, deploy, and multiply mature and equipped Christ followers. We're grateful for this opportunity to bring you a message of hope, healing, and life transformation today. Enjoy the message.
1: Well, today, we are going to do what we're going to call five minutes of of fire and what that is is it's simply an opportunity for you to hear from what I like to call four different rad dads that are here right here in this congregation. Now listen I gotta I gotta ask a favor from you how do you guys sound or act when it's raised to life Sunday? How is that? Okay. That intensity, but I'm gonna need you to shout these these dads down. In other words, some of you will say, "Amen, Hallelujah, preach it, preacher." Come on now, give me some of that. Someone may say, "I gotta get the tape," and all these guys are like, "What's a tape?" Right, So I, I need you to, to, to shout these guys down for me when you hear something that hits you right in your spirit. And I'm going to tell you, there's going to be a lot of moments that it's going to hit you in your gut. So could you welcome to the LFC stage our four Red Dads, Brian Jenkins, Josiah Stober, Reggie Boer, and Jason Harris. Come on, welcome them. Welcome them! Right, I, I feel like this is the Hatfields and the McCoys now. I don't know what's, where do I look, right? So listen, I, I'm, I'm going to need a little help this morning. So Pastor Warren, can I, can I get that? Um, here's, here's, listen guys, you can be a little long-winded because, you know, it's just all of us. I am never long-winded, am I? That's a Father's Day lie coming to you right here from the LFC stage. Now, but we need some help. So here's what I'm doing. You guys got five minutes. And in order to help you, they're going to see, right up here, they're going to see a timer. And if you go over. All right, so everybody got what's going on here? They got five minutes of fire. They've downloaded from God and they're gonna present it to you, but we gotta keep them in the time limit because the parking lot's gonna get crazy. And us, we do that, all right? So first off, I want to introduce to you our very first speaker, Brian Jenkins. He is a paralegal and a deputy bailiff in the Lima Municipal Court System. Brian and his wife, Julia, they are altar workers and they teach the Purple Book class here at LSE. Could you give it up to the stage for Brian Jenkins?
2: morning, LFC family and LFC family. family online. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. You know, this morning I want to bring a five-minute fire message to you that I've called earth, wind, and fire in the mirror. Yeah, but I want to take you back to the beginning first. Let's go back to Genesis. You all remember the story in the beginning where God created man? You know, he used earth. It says he took the clay from the Earth and he formed and fashioned a man. But the important part is it, that he had to breathe the breath of life into his mouth. I don't know, maybe he knelt down and embraced Adam but the important thing is he blew his spirit. The Hebrew word ra'uk, you all have the spirit of God in you. You were fearfully and wonderfully made and that spirit in you is calling, it wants to go back. You have the DNA of God and it's longing within you to have that identity and intimacy with him. But we all know the story, right? There was tragedy in the garden, there was conflict, a fall, and for generations mankind struggled, and God reached out and covenant and established a line, but there was generations of struggle until that predetermined day, that prophetic day that the Word of God talked about when the Lamb of God came. And the wind of heaven blowed upon a virgin, and there was a miraculous life that came into Mary. Because of the wind, God was going to do something not only in the earth, but in the earth of you and me through that wind. And Jesus grew in stature, and he preached the word of God. He was bringing a redemptive message to a fallen world. He brought the wind and the word and the fire. But there was a specific day in Jesus' ministry when he connected with John the Baptist. John was before him, preaching repentance, calling that earth back to the law and the word of God. But there was a day when Jesus was with John the Baptist and the wind of heaven blew again. And it says the spirit descended upon Jesus as a dove. And the Holy Spirit came upon him. But on that day when he was with John the Baptist, he said something very important in Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. He said that up until this time, the kingdom of God has suffered violence. We knew they was mean to John the Baptist, right? Because he spoke the truth. He told the king that he was living wrong, that he was in adultery. He preached the word, and there was violence against John the Baptist. There was violence against Jesus. But there's a second part of that verse that I want to talk to you about this morning. That I believe the Spirit of God is blowing the trumpet in this land today. In the Western church, we have to hear the trumpet that's blowing. Those that are sleeping, those that are in Zion who are sleeping, must arise and hear the word of the Lord. We must hear the word of God. And the second part of that verse, he said, He said, the violent. Take it by force. We cannot passively sit by and just hear the word of God and be on the fringes and the peripheral like the crowds were with Jesus. We must lean in. And you know, the disciples were with Jesus for three years. They received the word into their earthen vessels. But there was a time that came that Jesus knew he was gonna leave, and he breathed on them. And he said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. He had given them the word. He had taught them all the parables. He had proclaimed to them what the Father had wanted him to say, but he breathed upon them because he knew that they needed the fire. And in retrospect, we can see what the fire did to Peter. It transformed him. We can see what the fire did to the Apostle Paul. And friends, we cannot underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit. Jude one twenty says, but you beloved, you earthen vessels, building yourself up in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Friends, you don't have to look too hard to see that in our country, there is a war taking place. And you know What? It's not the role of government. It's not the role of armies because they cannot touch this spiritual war. All power on heaven and earth has been given to you and me and we must go forth and live that gospel and proclaim that gospel in our sphere of influence. Our families need us to live in that gospel. Our sphere of influence needs us to proclaim and live that gospel. Amen. Woo!
1: I had my finger on the trigger, that's what, I, <laughs> that's what I did. That's so good, Brian. Now listen, our second guest speaker this morning is Josiah Stober. He is a teacher in the Spencerville school system. Josiah works with our uh, teenagers here and I will tell you, as, as the third service is up, he's packing up his car and he's going to camp and serving at camp this coming week. Could you please give it up for Josiah Stober?
3: All right, well, a pastor called me and asked and talked to me about this five minutes of fire. And at first I was thinking, you know, God, I'm I'm not the most fiery speaker. Um, I typically sit in the back, uh, you know, but how many of you know when we are weak, he is strong. And I asked God, I said, what do you want me to speak on? And he said, hunger. I said, hunger. He said, remind them to hunger. And he gave me the scripture verse right away, Psalms 34.8 where it said, taste and see that the Lord is good and blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. And so I dived in farther. I said, God, you know, show me more. And I looked up John six thirty five, where Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. And he who believes in me will never go thirsty. And even more, Matthew 5, 6 said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled and this message was confirmed to me last week. Um, we had a worship experience um, here for our youth, and we had 70-plus students in here worshiping our God. And I don't know about you, but that gets me excited. But Pastor Morgan was talking. She was imploring these youth to, to, to dive into more of what God has for them, to have that personal experience with Jesus Christ. And I started to look at the eating patterns in my own life. You know, talking about hunger. Um, I don't know about you, but when I'm hungry, I eat. Sometimes I eat when I'm not hungry. All right, but um, and I don't miss a whole lot of meals. All right, and I've never had anybody come up to me and go, "Man, I forgot to eat last month." You know, it just doesn't happen. Uh, you know, because food is so important to us. It gives us nourishment. It strengthens us. There's vitamins and minerals that help our body heal and grow. And it just gives us the energy to get through the day. And you know, uh, one of the first signs of of, of illness is a lack of hunger. And so I began to think, I go, if food is so important to our physical body, how much more important is the word of God for our spiritual man? And I also began to think about, you know, what's my role as a parent? You know, fathers, you play a crucial role and if your kid is going to, to, to have a relationship with Jesus Christ in the future, studies have shown that. And I was looking at my role, you know, I have a five-year-old daughter. She wants to do everything that I do. She's always looking at me. She's always watching me. You know, the last week I was mowing my lawn and she came out and started to push the mower with me. You know, uh, anytime I'm playing a game or a sport, she wants to be right there beside me, participating. When I'm eating, she wants to eat what I eat. You know, and she always makes the comment, when I get bigger, I'm going to do that. And I started to think, you know, am I fostering an environment in my home where my daughter sees me hungering for the things of God? Does she see me getting into the word of God every single day? Does she see me lay hands on the sick and believe that they be healed? Does she see me raising my hands and worshiping our God? We have a responsibility. You know, and how do we do that? Well, James 4, 8 says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. You know, Pastor Christian, the past two weeks, has been talking about activating the power of God within us. And he also said, there's no time to make excuses. Well, I'm telling you right now, the busyness of this world is no excuse for us to get into the word of God and learn more about him. You know, Proverbs eight seventeen says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. You know, it doesn't say uh, those who seek him when he has time. It doesn't say those who passively seek me. It says those who diligently seek me and get to know me. You know, it's time as a church for us to hunger for more of God in our own lives, but also to teach this next generation how to hunger for Jesus. You know, it's time we raise up a generation of warriors that to know that the Lord is their rock and their salvation. It's time for us to draw the line in the sand. It says, Satan, you're not getting any more. And you know, Satan, you need to watch your back because I'm coming after you. It's time for us because you know what? If we don't give them Jesus, the world's gonna give them all kinds of mess. And we see that. Suicide numbers, gender confusion, depression, anxiety, all things that are rampant in our culture. And it's time for us to say, no, Satan, you do not have power anymore. You do not dictate what is going to happen in our youth and in our lives. It's time that we make our priority, Jesus Christ, in our lives. And I don't know about you, church, but more than ever, it's time for us to taste and see that the Lord is good. Come on now.
1: Guys, the, the pressure's real, isn't it? The pressure is real. So the third rad dad that we have here today is Reggie Boer. He is the president of Window Creations out of Van Wert. If you have any stained glass needs, he's the dude, right? So Reggie and his wife Penny, they serve as altar workers here at LFC. So would you give a loud shout for Reggie Boer?
0: As fathers, we are expected no called to be leaders throughout scriptures we're given examples of great men and women of God who are not only leaders but they're overcomers in numbers 13 verses 1 and 2 the Lord spoke to Moses saying send men to spy out the land of Canaan which I am giving to the children of Israel from each tribe of their fathers you shall send a man every one a leader among them Moses did exactly what, what uh, the Lord had commanded and he sent 12 men, 12 leaders into the land and they all came back with this report. The houses are big. The vineyards are plentiful. We brought some of the fruit back. It was so big we had to carry it on a stage between two men. Just one cluster. There was a hesitation though. The land was good, just like the Lord had said, but 10 of the spies said, but, but there's big people there. Big people. No, huge people. No, really huge people. I mean, these guys were giants. They were so big, they made us look like grasshoppers. And walls, you know, we told you there was walls. No, there wasn't just walls they had, or cities, but they had walls around them.
4: Yeah.
0: Tall walls, yeah. thick walls. And you know, some of those cities had more than one wall. Yeah. There's no way we can take that, that, that land. There's no way. They're too big. They're too tough. The cities are too walled. But two of them, Joshua and Caleb, yeah. they had a different spirit about them. And they said, oh, no. God said he was going to give it to us. Let's go in and possess it. You see, the, ang- the language of unbelief is, we saw, we are unable. We're not strong enough. Caleb and Joshua, you see, they walked by faith. They saw by faith, and they acted by faith. You see, the language of faith is always optimistic. We are well able. The Lord will bring us into the land, and he will give it to us. The giants, they're bred for us. They are defenseless. The Lord is with us. Do not fear. You see, Joshua and Caleb believed God and acted upon what God had said. But there's a parallel for us today, all of us sitting here. The the Lord has chosen all of us as leaders, and God has commanded us to go. He's commanded us to go into all the world to preach the gospel. That might be your factory, your neighborhood, your family. It may be to, to another country, but he's commanded us to go. And all believers were the carriers of the very presence of God. God is sending us into the promised land. That's right. Are we going to walk by the things we see in the natural, or are we going to walk by faith? Right. You see, God looks for availability in his leaders, he looks for faith in his believers, yes. and he looks for obedience. You know, there was a lot of biblical leaders, Abraham, Moses, Gideon, Peter, and Paul. And Gideon represents all those people who think God would be better served by using someone else. He was hiding in a wine press. But Gideon, with with an army of 32,000, was going to go up against an army of 135,000, outnumbered four to one, and God said, no, there's still too many. Whittle it down. He got it all the way down to 300. And then he sent them out with earthen vessels. Seriously? Earthen vessels and the trumpet and a torch. But that's what he did. They surrounded the enemy camp. And they defeated them. Today, we are the earthen vessels. We have the light inside of us. And we are the trumpet. We are supposed to be speaking the word of God. Let your voice not be silent. Be that trumpet where you are. And just like the Israelites, it's our responsibility to go in and possess the land.
1: That's good. That's good. I gave him a little grace there. Did you see that? See, so yeah, it's full of grace and mercy, right? We didn't throw him in the sticker bush. All right, listen. Our last... But not least, guest speaker this morning is Jason Harris. He is a self-employed, locally-owned taco dealer. First one's free, all right? He is the pastor of disaster at the Southside Spartans Boxing Club. Jason works our altars here at LFC and is a requested speaker and mentor. Would you please give it up for our very own Jason Harris? I just want to let you know I burned
4: 726 calories on the first service, okay? Uh, We're going for 1,000 today, baby. All right. I want you to know that all men are going through a fire. Now, you can be honest about it. You can be dishonest about it. But everybody is walking through a fire. I go to Isaiah 43, 1 through 2. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. Somebody get excited. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. And what I want you to understand today is that men are walking through a fire. There are tons. I couldn't even begin to list in five minutes or five hours all the struggles and all the fights that there are against biblical masculinity. A man that stands on principle with boldness and virtue and good character and holiness and righteousness in his back pocket. There are so many things to fight this. In 20 years, I've spent time unpacking men's issues. I don't mentor women. My wife's good at that. Uh, But uh, for 20 years, I've worked with men and mentored men and walked with men through things. Uh, But I know that many men struggle with battles inside of them, the private battle. The battle that that, that I'm strong I'll take it I'll take it and I like to ruck does anybody like to ruck put a weight weighted vest on you and go run it's great for your knees let me just tell you at some point in time I'm getting a knee replacement but anyway but 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 what I'm telling you is that all men are going through the fire but not all men are empowered by the fire John the Baptist predicts that Jesus will be the one to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire in Matthew 3.11. When the Holy Spirit began his ministry of indwelling the early church, he chose to appear as tongues of fire resting on each of the believers. At that moment, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled and empowered them, it says in Acts 2 and 3. What I want you to understand is though, gentlemen, you might be walking through the fire, don't walk through that fire alone. Because a good and perfect heavenly father would never tell you that you're not going to be engulfed by something if he doesn't give you a tool. And he asks, fighting fire with fire, the fire of the Holy Spirit. There has never been a time in the Western church where a mighty impartation, a mighty rushing, blowing wind of the of the Holy Spirit needs to take men, rearrange men, transform men, empower men, direct men, and guide their steps to the greatest glory, which is the name of the Lord. You see, even though there are fires all around us, Right, and we could begin to list those, but we don't need to. But the truth is that even though there are fires all around us, the promise is that we would not be set ablaze. And our God is an all-consuming fire. The Holy Spirit is an all-consuming fire. See, the Holy Spirit, when it gets inside, there, there there's something really powerful that happens. Uh, but but Pentecostal becomes Pentecost dull if it isn't Pentecost full. I got tons of them. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you must be full of the power of Pentecost to withstand the blazes around you. But here is the challenge: the challenge is when we go to work, we're leaking a little bit. We're like leaky cisterns. Paul said that, and uh, we have a tendency to leak out. It's not a one-time infilling; it's an everyday infilling. It's something. Oh Lord, will you give us our daily bread? Will you fill me one day so that I would have the power of persistence? That I would have the power to overcome. Let me just tell you, hell doesn't want you to know that there is something so powerful in you. they want to get you lost into your identity, lost into an identity crisis, oh my dad did this, this 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 person thinks this about me, listen to me man of God, when you rise up there's a line that you go through and say you know what, I'm not concerned with what anybody thinks about me, I'm not concerned with what anybody says about me I'm not concerned with the fires around me, if there's going to be fire around me, let them watch a man on fire let them watch, let them go that's what I'm talking about, men that stand up boldly will follow boldness and conviction all the way and what we're seeing in our society now is bold and convicted people leading people the wrong direction so how much more would a man of God stand up and say I'm gonna stop running from the fire I'm gonna start running into the fire I'm gonna be the fireman in my neighborhood I'm coming after it hell does not win ain't no demon in hell that can stop me in the name of Jesus
1: That's my quarter of an inch vertical that I got left now these days. Wow, guys. Wasn't that awesome? That was awesome. Five minutes of fire. But can I tell you? I don't care if you've been in the church five minutes, you been in the church 50 plus years. You can't have the fire of God in your life if you don't have God in your life. We say it all the time. It's not about religion or a religious spirit. Well, I'm saved because I go to that church. One of the scariest verses in the Bible. (laughs) But Lord, Lord, did I not prophesy in your name? Did I not cast out devils? Did I not speak at five minutes of fight right? Come on, that's way. What... And he says, behold, I never knew you. Friends, it's not enough for you to know God.
0: God needs to know you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the message. If you desire to grow deeper in your faith, we want to help you. Text the word GROW to 419-495-6802. You can also stay up to date on everything coming up by checking out limafirst.church and hitting the events tab. Lastly, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future LFC content. We'll see you next time.